Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. The podcast is bringing you 30 free days of Netflix. That's right. Just go to <laughs> signup.netflix.com, click on start your free month. Boom, it's on us. <laughs> I, we are some generous, generous bastards. You know, I, I, I don't know the legality of, of, of making that statement, even they, though it is obviously a joke. Here's, is it? Here's the thing. Go to signup.netflix.com. Start your free month. I, I mean, I, I don't Prove know if I can wrong. be any clearer. It's, it's not on us, though. Sure it is. Why not? I mean, you know, it's your credit card. You're not going to be using my credit card, and God bless you if you try. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's after Christmas. Those things. Those fucker as well. Mm. Ain't getting anywhere with that. Um. Anyway, we are back. Uh, we are on a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays, but uh, going to be uh, trying in earnest to get back into a weekly swing of things. Uh, I am John, the Leonardo of the podcast, and I am joined by our resident Raphael, Chad. Hey! Uh, our Michelangelo, Charlie. I can live with this. And our Donatello, Dylan. I, I can also live with this, and this kind of makes sense. Like That this makes a disturbing is- amount of sense. Shouldn't yeah. it though? Um, uh, a uh, a belated rest in peace to uh, James Avery, who passed away this past week. Um, voice of Shredder, Uncle Phil on the Fresh Prince, uh, one of what? our finest actors, uh, taken from us far too soon. Seriously? Seriously, he died this week. Yeah, like, I had not he... heard. Yeah, it was apparently what heart surgery, recovering or something. Yeah, I think so. He, he died a fairly. It... Fairly young age. 64, 65? Yeah, early. early that's too soon for Shredder. That's that's for damn sure. Um, so certainly our thoughts with his uh, friends and family. But um, anyway, on to happier news. Um, this week's going to be kind of just laid back. Um, cause 65, we, yeah. We haven't Sorry. really you know, done this in a few weeks. And frankly, you know, we're all kind of coming back from New Year's and the holidays and still trying to get ourselves back into uh, game shape, as it were. So we're just going to do a little, you know, a little bit more old school Chainsaw Buffet where we just kind of uh, talk some shit. We're going to talk a little bit about Space Dandy and uh, the community premieres. But first, uh, what have you guys been up to the last few weeks? I mean, I I, I know vaguely what some of you guys have been doing, but anyone do anything special uh, during Christmas or anything like that? Is spending way too much damn money special, or is that... that I, think I think that's, that's something everybody does. Kind of. Oh, then no, nothing special. Um, Christmas was a black hole for my bank account. Indeed it was. Um, after we had the great uh, kayak adventure of 2013. We, have we actually talked about that I on the podcast? Don't, I don't think we have. I don't know, because I don't think we've done it since... No, plus, uh, you know, we couldn't have talked about it yeah, beforehand. Yeah, we didn't so. want to spoil the surprise True. there. Oh, not yes. that Daryl would listen. I mean, everyone's going to fucking Nobody listen. listens! Um, actually, she she will on occasion. Well, good. So, you got to be careful what you say. Good on Daryl. Like she'll lie about listening. Shout, out, shout outs to Daryl. No, she thinks I'm funny, or at least that's what she tells True. me in my face. No, she has she has made specific references to episodes in the past, so and stuff that I wouldn't have told her, so... <laughs> So, so either that, or she, either she listens, or she like will bring it up, listen to like three minutes, 
forwarding, fast forwarding through everything to get the high points and basically like uh, Cliff's noting it. Yeah, like, she might be yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, I read it. I, I totally read the assignment. Right. Uh, I think that sounds entirely likely. So, Charlie, Dylan, or I'm sorry, Charlie answered. Uh, Chad, Dylan, did either of you guys do anything uh, special? Nope. Christmas related or just in general? Just in general over the break, anything you know to catch up on while you know for anybody um, who's listening. I don't know. This is kind of showing off. Like uh, I participated in the uh, Let Them Dare game jam, which is like a weekend. They give you a topic, and you have that time to build a uh, game. It's kind of it's kind of like the Iron Chef of gaming in a way. It is. It's more. I, I think the idea is uh, everyone says they want to make a game. Want to make a game, and it, it doesn't even have to be a video game to participate. Um, I can actually get the link for, for this for show notes. Wait, it didn't have to be a video game? Nope. You can do anything, just so long as it meets the uh, the theme, which they announce um, like right as it starts. On I didn't realize that was the case. That's kind of cool. Um, and it was kind of cool because, you know, in Knoxville, we've been, the last couple of years, we've kind of been building up this uh, game uh, development community, kind of like a hobbyist indie that sort of thing. We've got a couple of groups that have actually released. Um, the guys from Chaos Soft who did Evil Quest on XBLIG just got greenlighted for Steam. Of course, you know, they're still working on Evil Quest 2 and, and, and you know, uh, updating it for Steam, so they didn't participate. But you know, we had a lot of really good entries. Apparently, there's going to be an article about our group in the Metro Pulse, which is like a free... So... It's the free hipster paper, but that's uh, pretty much. But but still... we're, we're meeting. We're meeting in this, uh, you know, in the tech co-op in the old city. You know, like that. That that's kind of our audience, isn't it? But, um, yeah, maybe. It was kind of cool. I was I was really happy with how it turned out. I'm actually thinking about turning it into a full fledged like you know Android and possibly oh, cool. iOS release. So so can you actually like. Is it top secret, or can you talk about your game? Or what, um, what's up? No, it's not. Like Basically, <sighs> voting may already be over. The way it works is if you submit a game, you can vote um, in like one of six different categories, and there's really no winner. It's A lot of it's just honor system that, you know, again, this is your excuse to get past the I've always wanted to do this and actually do it. You know, it just mm. doesn't have to be great. It just has to be something. Um it was really cool. Like this is my second time doing it, and I was like super proud of what I came up with. Which was it was this, um, and it works really well for mobile. Uh, basically, it's a force scroller. You're on a track, and you've basically got like a deck of cards. Is the concept, and they increase like you, you're moving along the track, and you pick up, um, you know, coins that give you points. You hit enemies that delay you, and Things like that. And you can play cards that can change, like, um, increase the number of coins you or points you get from a coin or, or decrease the penalty for hitting an enemy or, or take you on alternate paths. So it, it's literally you just... The theme was uh, you only get one, so you only get one card at a time. You can either play it or discard. And so it's just... It works really well for touch because you have two buttons and that's it. Cool. Yeah, I played a good bit of it, to be perfectly honest. Nice. I'm, I'm like, I got, 
I built one main level design, and Unity makes this really easy because Unity you can build to Android or iOS. And um, I was literally like, you know, well. that took most level design took most of the, week, like, the time I spent on it that weekend. And I got like, six levels in to maybe ten or fifteen levels, and I just not felt like doing on it. So hopefully that's gonna happen. Cool. Good on ya. Yes, indeed. Um, I didn't do anything particularly noteworthy, but um, I did get a Chromecast for Christmas, so I ended up uh, starting and catching up on all three seasons of Game of Thrones. Cool. Um, that's kind of one of those... Yeah, I'd heard about it. In fact, I'd heard about Game of Thrones like back when I first started to meet you, Charlie, because you were playing the card game and then True. started getting to the books after that. So that was kind of my first exposure, but I never really bothered getting around to reading the books. And uh, yeah. then people started talking about the show and how good the show was. And I'm like, sure, sure, but you know, it's on HBO, and you know, we have HBO, but you know, there's not a cable box in every room, and there's not one in my room, so I usually don't go out of my way to watch shows on HBO like that. Uh, mm. But they had everything on HBO Go, so I just signed into our charter account, uh, hooked up the Chromecast, and burned through that. Pretty pretty good show. Um, cool. Pretty close to that drow show I always wanted, because there is a lot of intrigue and stuff, naturally. Um, oh, yeah. I've... I'm, honestly, I mean, I've got the first and second seasons on DVD, and I've... I've just, for whatever reason, not made time yet to actually go through and watch more than an episode of the show. I really, I, I need to. I, I don't know how they stack up in terms of the books, but just, you know, on on their own, they're very enjoyable. Um, Reportedly, it's changed around a fair bit from the books, but kind of follows similar themes. Um, they probably toned down the sex and violence a little bit. <laughs> it's HBO, so no. No, no, no. The books are extremely graphic. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty amusing. I mean, the, you know, there's there's a lot of brother fucking and that sort of stuff, but mm -hmm. um, that'll happen. Yeah. And apparently worse. I, you know, I don't know. I think the first, the end of the first episode. Um, it it was a little rapey for me to keep watching. I was like, I can't do this. This uh, is that, you know they actually turn around on that pretty quickly, and that's just because. Um, and yeah, once you get a little bit further into Daenerys's storyline, it it gets a lot better. Um, but it's kind of hard at first because she's got the you know the the asshole brother mm -hmm. who sold her off to you know this you know tribal leader and yeah that's where it does feel a little rapey because she's crying and you know it's like uh but it's like stop whining and smack her no no it's it's more like i want i want to kill the older brother because he's just a pretentious little bitch but i i'm not i'm and, not and sure he's there not, are any he's not even the most pretentious bitch in that show no <laughs> there's there's one that beats him so. yes handily um but not sure there are any good characters. From oh, there de definitely yeah, they, are. Yeah, they just usually die. Yeah, yeah. because they're good characters. Um. Well, that really does. Uh, that definitely does sound like a. Uh, it's it's pretty real. Twenty first century genre it, show. It sure it surely is. I it's mean, like 
everybody's everybody's a horrible person and well i i believe the the object lesson here is if you try and do things the right way you're going to get fucked by people that aren't mm-hmm. that aren't all that interested in doing things the right way that is that is very true um the chromecast itself i am very impressed with as a device the only problem is that it's still very early in its life cycle so the number of apps that it supports is very limited uh-huh. um there is one app that you can use i'm uh, looking it up right now um Real Player Cloud that you can download to a phone or tablet and also to your PC. And basically what it does is it allows you to upload a small amount of videos up to the cloud. But the cool thing about it is that it works with Chromecast. So if you've got a DVD or you know some other MP4 that you're wanting to play through Chromecast, you can use that uh, app to do it. So... Hmm. It opens it opens things up a little bit for me because I have a lot of DVDs, a lot of legally purchased DVDs that I will rip, uh, you know, for mobile consumption and stuff. So I can use that for Chromecast as well. Well, I've right now I've been using I've been I've been using Tversity through the Xbox for the same thing, and it's it's done fairly well. I've got another streaming excuse me streaming server set up for my Android devices. Yeah, Chromecast may not have a place in everyone's living room because if you've got like a smart TV or, you know, something else, you know, there are a lot of devices that will let you There's a lot do of ways these the kind of, these kind this, of things, but it's uh, like it's a good simple way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, and it's cheap. Um it normally retails for 35, I think. Um during the holidays it was on sale for 25. So it's not an yeah, expensive that's device seriously. and any display that has a, a HDMI input you can use it with, you know, computer monitor, projector, TV, whatever. So Cool. Um I recommend it. Like I said, it may not be for everybody, especially for, you know, the guy who has everything, but it's a it's a nice little cheap addition to make a maybe a op- more obsolete TV a little bit more current. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, I got um, Hogganeye for Christmas, which is a very uh, entertaining anime. It's basically about um, these two kids who have a bad reputation at school and they can't make any friends, so they decide to start a club to make friends. Um, mm. It's just generally kind of funny. It's kind of... It it does a lot of tropes, you know. So, mm-hmm. Some of the moe archetypes are in there, and but there's just some really good and funny, genuine moments in there. Um, like in the the second episode is one of my favorites already because they decide that one way that they're going to make themselves more social is by playing video games, you know, and particularly social games. And the one they pick is Monster Hunter. Um, so they can, you know, go online, play the game, and then, you know, go talk to other people and trade for items and stuff, because that's big in Japan, so that's kind of where that, that episode is coming from. Um, that doesn't go over so well, so they decide that they're going to try, um, dating sims. (laughs) You know, to practice conversation. Yeah. But, But the... You know, it's a guy and two girls, and one of them is this really rich, popular girl, but as she states, she doesn't have any friends. She has minions. She has people that, you know, want to do anything for her because she's pretty and popular and rich, but she doesn't have anybody that's actually a friend. Wow. Um, so, 
you know, the two girls are just basically being bitches to, you know, these these friendly girls in the show because it's like, oh, what's this hussy? You know, what does this hussy want? You know her type. And wow. it, it has some unintended consequences in the game that end up just being hilarious. Um, mm. But it's a fun show. Um, it's not... It's not going to be the end all be all experience, but it's a it's a fun fun time. Um, cool. Got a couple Who put of games. that out. Um, Funimation. Okay. Uh, you can get. Uh, I have a Blu-ray DVD combo pack, and I think um, we got it on Amazon on Lightning Deal for like twenty five bucks. So, oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I got a few games, just going to go over those quickly. Um, Aquapazo, which is a fighting game based on several different anime series that are all made by Aqua Plus. Um, Two Heart, Utawa, Rei Rumono. Um, fuck, what else? Comic Party. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, shows that have actually come out here in the U.S., but, you know, they're not exactly, you know, the most popular shows. They're not... Tsunami shows or anything like that. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's another game that we talked about uh, a couple of months ago that's uh, Fighting Climax in Japan. That one, that was another one in that vein that would be nice if it ever came out here, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, I also got the new Disgaea game that came out. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else on that. I, I think that was all the games I got. And uh, I got Die Hard and Taken. <laughs> which nice. We need to watch Taken. Um, Anyway, so that was kind of uh, well. That's just a general roundup of some of the nonsense stuff I did. Well, that's a pretty good haul. It was. It was. Yep. Um, no complaints there. Um, what did everybody else get? Dylan. Um, Wrath of a Shardalon, which is the at this point the the only was the only D and D board game. D&D board game system game that I didn't have. Um, I got Boss Monster, which Chad and John and I played tonight. That was a fun game. Really I, awesome. I wasn't usually impressed with it. it I'm, I'm it, trying to be more positive, you know, but it didn't really sing to me. It's a it's a pretty quick play. Like I, I definitely have to play a little more and get get a little more familiar with the rules because the rules are kind of simple, but working out some of the mechanics isn't. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, I got uh, a copy of the book "Coffee with Jesus," which is a web comic that nice. uh, I think Charlie Charlie first uh, mentioned, and that that will probably end up on my recommendations when I want to talk about it more, but. Uh, that's really awesome. So cool. Um, also, I forgot. Um, between Dylan and my secret Santa, who has crystal this year, I got both the core set of Tonto Kuori and the Building the House expansion. Oh, you got the expansion too? Yes. Cool. Which, which we need to play. I haven't played Building the House yet. I played. Nathan has the um, the summer vacation expansion, but. Oh. Which that one's pretty fun, but I haven't played the building the house one yet. Hmm. Cool. Um. So yeah, Christmas, yay. Um. <laughs> for New Year's, we uh we went over to uh, visit Daryl, and uh, that was interesting. 
Yeah, that was, was fun. A, it was a fun time. We, what was that game we played? Uh, Say anything, Dylan. Yes. That's a fun time. That is. It's. I hate to use the comparison, but it's so easy, you know, given that it's basically kind of like Cards Against Humanity, except you write out your own answers. Which kind of makes it better. Um, Yeah, in in that it, it, you know, Cards Against Humanity is naturally, like, horrible. And and Say Anything is a game that that seems to tailor itself really well to whoever's playing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's open-ended questions, and it need not be horrible. But depending on who you play with, it's going to get it horrible. And, and and needless to say, if Charlie's involved, it will. You know, Charlie is... is I was about to say Charlie's the least of your worries, but nah, it, it depends. I'm, I, am the, I am the sum of all your fears. Um, it's, I would believe that, yes. It's pretty neat because that doesn't sound like there could be any sort of real scoring system that go, goes along with it, but they actually managed to deal with that problem pretty well seeing as you know the the person who's picking the equivalent of the cards are knows who yeah in a similar vein though um telestrations is is kind of fun in the same vein that it can go really really badly because there's not really a good way to score it it uh people just know you can score telestrations if you want to. It's it, its initial suggestion is that don't bother. It's just kind of fun to play the telephone game with drawings. Um, and I've I've seen no reason to score it the couple of times I've played it. And I've heard that there's a there's a game called Things that is apparently like Say Anything, very much like Say Anything, except that in addition, you the person that I guess you um, you write them down on a scrap of paper. You're answering on a scrap of paper or something like that. Hand it to somebody. Somebody reads them off, and then like the the person that's in charge of that round has to try and figure out who wrote what answer. I've not had a chance to play that, but if it's like say anything, that that could be an interesting one. See, games like that uh, are kind of awful because I have terrible handwriting so it becomes very obvious <laughs> what I said very quickly. Well, I would have to assume, because I was thinking the same thing, is like handwriting is going to be a dead giveaway so maybe it, the person that chooses isn't the person that reads them. Maybe right. there's you, you, you have a, a third party that... See, now that makes that makes a bit more sense. Now granted, I don't know. Having never played it, I could be totally wrong. But I would have to assume there's got to be a way to account for that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Um, that sounds almost like Balderdash in a way, but with oh, that's slant. that is like my favorite sort of classic board game is Balderdash. Yeah, that that has resulted in some very fun games for me in the past. Um, so Dylan, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hand this over to you. Um, you caught the season five premiere of Community. Uh, how was it? I. I really liked it. I've heard a lot of people comment that, like, ah, oh, this is because Dan Harmon is back. Um, I don't know. Like, I, they definitely... It's good that they started out with two episodes because season three ended with a bunch of crazy stuff. Season four was kind of trying to pick back up from that and also trying to push the characters out of 
college so that, you know, like they could ostensibly continue it. Um, season four, five, they do a really good job of picking back up, having a, an excuse to have all the graduated characters, well, most of them come back to college. Um, it's just like watch the, the first sequence of the, the first episode and it's just really great. They, they set it up really well. Um, they've got a lot of in jokes about what's going on and, you know, who's leaving, who's only going to be there for a few episodes. Um, hmm. But if you haven't watched it, I would, you know, you could get in here and it'll be fine. Um, it, it really, I think what's funny is it really hits that, you know, all of us have been out of college for a while. And, um, you know, if you aren't, you probably know someone who is not using their degree like they should. And this, like, hits it's that sort of dark moment where you're like, oh yeah, all these characters really were naive. It is, it is hilarious. Um, just on a similar vein, uh, I caught the premiere of Space Dandy last night. How was that? It was so good. Um, I will say that if you go in there, you know, because it's been marketed to... You know, it's it's from the same people that made Full Metal Alchemist and Soul Eater and Cowboy Bebop. If you go in expecting any of those shows, you're going to be very disappointed because it's not any of those shows. In fact, if you go in there, you know, taking the show seriously, you're going to be disappointed because the show itself does not take itself seriously at all, even a little, not even for a minute. Awesome. Um, but it is it is goofy. It is funny. Um. The way that it, that the first episode ended was just so perfect for the show that it is. I mean, it does. You know, a lot of shows, a lot of anime, especially. Sometimes I'll watch, you mm-hmm. know, two, three, four episodes, and even then, I don't necessarily get a great feel for what they're doing or where they're going. This show tells you exactly what it is in the first episode. Nice. I, I mean, you you know, at, at this point, you know, they could do something different. I, you know, I'm not gonna you know, predict anything, but it just, it just kind of feels after watching the first episode, that's like, okay, at this point, you should know. And, you know, the way that they ended the second, the first episode and the second episode, they're either going to ignore the way that the first episode ended, or they're just going to give a wink and a nod to it saying, hey, if you didn't know by now what kind of show this is, you know, that's on you. I I like this description. I am gonna have to catch it. It's it's up on uh, Adult Swim's website, and I think it's up on Hulu as well now. Um, so if you missed it, you can you can still check it out. I'll I'll link to it on the uh, show notes. But um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed that we were watching a dubbed world premiere. Like that's the first time the show had been seen anywhere in the world. That is so cool. Um, and it'll be running. You know world premieres every week uh, until it finishes, so there's nothing I don't love about this. It's it's a neat experiment. I'm glad they're doing it, and I hope it does well. Yes. Plus, it's on at 11.30, so that's a, that's a plus. They, 
they didn't uh, take my advice and move, you know, like One Piece and Bleach and Naruto all the way to the back to like the four and five a.m. stuff where they've got you know Cowboy Bebop and Standalone uh, Complex, but mm-hmm. um, they did the next best thing, which was just put it at the front before anything else. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Not exactly the first time they've done that either, because as I recall, I think Full Metal Alchemist premiered at eleven thirty as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about like the amount of work it takes to secure and then produce a, you know, a dubbed simulcast. Yes. You you know, if you're you you are not going to put that in your death slot. Right. And you you are going to you're going you're going to front load that thing. I'd be curious to know what kind of numbers it did because I remember Full Metal Alchemist getting over a million viewers uh mm. like when the first series was in its heyday. Um, so, kind of wonder how it did and how it'll do going forward. Um, yeah. The uh, it seems I'm I'm guessing the way you're by the way you're describing it though that the first episode numbers aren't really going to be indicative of how many people are going to watch the show. It'll be the second episode. You're probably right about that. Because if the first if 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 it's possible that the first episode is going to put a lot of people off because they're expecting the wrong thing, then it seems like the second episode. Those are the people that are like you know what. I'm um, I'm I'm sticking with this. Right. And I, I'm definitely sticking with it. Um it's it's self aware in all the right ways. Nice. Um Let's see. Um You know let's let's go ahead and do this. We'll we'll go ahead and do this game. Everybody and their mother does this, but um I want you guys to give me some predictions for two thousand fourteen. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and, and take a low lying fruit here while you guys are, are are thinking of something. Um, I'm willing to guarantee you cash money that in 2014, uh, Attack on Titan will be on Adult Swim. Yeah, there's there's almost no way that's not gonna happen. Um, I am in favor of this. They, it's, yeah. It was the biggest show of 2013. It's extremely popular. Um, it has a big following. I just don't see any reason it doesn't happen, especially given how big of a relationship Funimation has fostered with Adult Swim over the last little bit. And it is one of those shows, I think, that can pull people in who are not necessarily, you know, people who would be watching um, Toonami to begin with right? You know, regularly. But they know Attack on Titan. They've seen it because it, it has kind of expanded past, you know, that sort of group, like the people who are hardcore, you know, that was where they were introduced to anime and they've stuck with it ever since. Right. Um, so anybody else predictions? Dylan. I don't know, man. I don't even know what I would make a prediction about. Anything. I got nothing. I have no idea. Hmm. Chatter Charlie. I predict the downfall of Western society. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. People have been doing that for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Ch- I predict Ch- that Western society to... will not go through the downfall. Yeah, I was about to say, like, now you're just pulling, like, a reverse Jack Van Empey. Yep. You know, if, if you keep saying that, you know, this year is going to be the year that the world ends, one of these years you're going to be right, or you're going to be dead. But fear-mongering, yeah. that's always a profitable venture. 
Speaking of the world ending, I, I don't know. Someone, someone make a, a prediction about this. Uh, Nicholas Cage uh, reboot of the uh, Left Behind movies. That's a thing that is really <laughs> that's happening. That's the thing that's happening. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of Nicholas Cage, uh, watch uh, episode two of uh, season five of Community. I'm, he's not in it, but he is uh, heavily referenced. It's hmm. well worth your time. Well, okay, is he a, is he a good actor or a bad actor? There is no answer to this. Because he is Nicolas Cage in every movie he is in. So he's not acting, therefore... I see, I see. This but, is deep. But then, isn't the definition of a great actor is somebody that you don't know is acting? Oh, see, there man. are good actors and bad actors. And then there are some that are so bad that they're good. But there can't be an actor that's neither good nor bad. Hmm. I thought I'd bring that up since you guys were mentioning the end of the world. My uh, my own personal prediction is that we will finally, and I've been, I, I and I'm probably wrong because I've actually been predicting this for probably two or three years, maybe more. Uh, the ascendancy of the pie shop over the cupcake uh, boutique and the the cake pop. You yep. know, you might be onto something, Charlie, because um, there's already one place in Turkey Creek. I think it's the cup that's turning into a pie place. Is it? Yes. Really? Yes. See, there's a place Wait. in Bearden now. There, Is it a uh, cupcake? Was the cup a cupcake place? It was. Yeah. Aha. See, I, I, it has, it, I, it, it has been well delayed, and I don't know why, but I've also noticed there's, there's one. Um, and there's one in Knoxville up in like Beardenish area. Uh, I can't remember what it's next to. I think it's called. It's either called. I think it's called Buttermilk. And it is. It is pretty good. And you can buy big pies or tiny pies. And and I was like, okay, finally we're starting to see it. So I think. And and then now what you've said just sort of I think hammers home that a lot of the places that don't feel they're going to make it when the, the cupcake fad is is well and truly dead are going to start converting. Well, well here's it... the here's the thing with cupcakes. If by this point, if you're not a major chain, you're out. Cake pops, I have seen those at, uh you can buy those at Walmart. You can order those at Outback Steakhouse. Or you can make out. them at the fucking house. True. But my point is like we are ripe for the new thing. <laughs> we are ripe for the new hot Well, thing. actually I the others that will survive it will be the ones who have been doing it the longest. Even if they're not big chains. Like if you were the first place in your town to be a cupcake shop and there are several of them, so you got a, a large enough city to support several at the height of it, there is every chance that you will survive. The some of the big chains may or may not. I I, I could see that going either way. But I think I think the oldest ones will survive. Um and that and, and then they some are the of the hardest to kill. Yes. They've they've obviously they've been in it. They're in it to win it. Um and then some of the big chains, but the the that one that one of the places is converting, that that is that is a telltale sign. Well, I mean it's it's such a specific sort of baked good that you know and, and obviously they don't want to open up to every sort of baked good because that's too wide and, you know, too hard to kinda all your, your target market, but yeah, moving from baked good to baked good, that is yeah. a business plan. Actually, that's not, not a horrible business plan. Why not just you can take a that general to the bank, bakery? They will give you a loan. I think the issue, probably with the general bakery, is that 
it's not novel. It's probably the, the, the main attraction. But for forming one, I would say a specify a very like narrowly focused place is that you don't have to like it's easier to control your product. You're only making a few products. You're not trying to make like eighteen different baked goods, all of which, you know some of which you're have, not great at. <laughs> yeah, and and that I mean with yeah, the, by and large the resources every, you have. True. And by and large, every baked good is going to consist, sweet baked good is going to consist of, you know, flour, sugar, a liquid, you know, eggs, butter. So, I mean, technically, yeah, exactly. But I mean, technically to do, to do pie or or cupcakes, you know, you, you have more or less the same list of ingredients, but you're talking about different techniques, in some cases, different, you know, specialized equipment. So if you, if you narrowly focus, you both have novelty and, um, you don't have to worry about making a lot of different products, some of which might sell, some of which might not. So I, I think that's probably the the benefit there. Um, but the 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 whole business uh, the whole business model idea of just chasing the fad is both really smart and really stupid. Yes, because depends you can, on depends on whether you realize it's a fad. If you realize it's a fad going in, I I don't yeah. even know if. That helps. I think part of the problem is um, not only do you have to be really good about knowing what the fad is, you have to know when to get out and what the next fad is. You can't. Yes. You almost can't be the person who believes the hype and like, man, I, I just want to do the. That's so cool. You know, yeah, you have to have the. the, the you sub- kind of have to have some detachment from it. Of like, okay, well, not necessarily detachment necessarily, but some level of object objectivity. Yeah, and being able to ask, you know, some some amount of self awareness. But yeah, if you drink the Kool Aid, yes. you're screwed. But if you if you realize, okay, you know, I enjoy this was cool, but you know, at some point the customer base is going to go do something else. I need to move with them. Then that can be good in the sense that it again, you're working with a lot of the same ingredients, so you're not having to change too awful much to refigure your business. You're still working with a narrow set of products the other problem but the problem being that you have made yourself known for this thing just because you switched product doesn't mean that anybody knows you switched it and if you advertise doesn't mean anybody knows you switched it a lot of people will just be like oh the cup that's the place that does cupcakes okay eh, i don't want cupcakes well i think they've changed their name or something but ah uh, but still if you if if it's the same people i mean changing the name i guess help mitigates a lot of that but if, if you become known for a thing and especially if you're courting hipsters. If you're courting hipsters and, and they realize you're just chasing fads, then, oh, man, you're not authentic. I feel like so. that should be, like, a the, the name of a uh, Food Network show. <laughs> and not like hipsters. Yeah, courting hipsters. Like, That's you know, Robert Irvine idea. comes in and tells you why you aren't cool. <laughs> I don't need him to tell me that. Oh. I don't him know. Him and his bossy accent. I, I can't think of the... I haven't watched Food Network in a long time, so I don't know who like the cool, um, cool people are anymore. Oh no, uh, Good Eats is off the air, so it's dead to me. Yeah, although I, I think love, Robert Irvine still has like a, a couple of shows on there, so you're probably I think you're pretty close to the mark. I love that our most in-depth prediction was about like fads in baked goods for you know like we we are not the target audience for that, but we will. We'll sure as hell talk about them. Hey, where else are you going to get this kind of coverage? Nowhere. That's where. There's probably a reason for that, but you know what? We're doing it anyway. 
Uh, well. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to this year? Hmm. I'll give you guys a minute. Um, I am looking forward to the uh, dub release of Evangelion 3.33, um, the Attack on Titan dub. Um, I've I've watched both of these things uh, subtitled, although Evangelion is not the kind of thing I consume by watching just once, and I want to watch that movie about seven or eight more times before I really start to comment on it. And I'm not joking. Because you're sure you're missing something every time you see it? Well, it's just one of those, it's so weird. Like, it's the most Evangelion thing to come out in a long time. Um, I like how that's become an adjective. And it has nothing to do with the fact that a movie is Evangelion. No, like... like, It's more Evangelion than the other movies that were Evangelion. Yeah, it's it's, it's way more Evangelion than 1.11 or 2.22. That is for damn sure. Um... And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, um, I'd like to see if uh, Metal Gear Solid Five actually does come out this year. I know they're doing, like, the prequel in spring. Um, if it does come out this year, that kind of puts me more at an impetus to getting an action console. Mm. Um It'll be curious to see how how gaming develops uh, over the course of the year and what gets announced and those sorts of things because there's there's still we're we're in that phase with the Xbox One and the uh, PlayStation Four that we've been in with the Wii U for about two years now where you know there's not much to play and we're just kind of waiting for you know that big thing to come that's going to make mm-hmm. us want the system. Um, We'll say um, Nintendo's getting a little bit closer to the mark now because... uh... Yeah, after, like we said on the previous episode, uh, Super Mario 3D World, Link Between Worlds is excellent. It holds up to the original. Oh, you you, uh, finished that. Yes. Early on, I had my doubts because they have, you know, they do a lot of things that are just completely different. Um... A lot of the palaces really aren't numbered, um, and you have access to almost all of the items early on. Like a lot Weird. of the different items um, that you can either rent, in which case you lose them if you die, or you can buy them outright. Um, so it's a little less linear, but it still has the same feel, especially because the world is so very similar to Link to the Past. I just like I was worried it, it wouldn't really hold up to that because that's one of my absolute favorite games, but it did, and I, I'm i just like, Nintendo, if you will just put Super Mario Bros. 3-2 on the Wii U, I'll buy it. You know, feed, feed, me, feed me sequels to 20-year-old games that actually, you know, uh, you know are true spiritual successors to those, those games. Wow. That's, that's what I wanted. That's, 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 that's a bold statement. Um, they can they can make you buy consoles. Super Mario 3D World was the first game where I'm like, damn it, I want to play this game. Like everything about it is just so spot on good. Mm. Um, I watched I watched a couple of live streams. I would just kind of get a feel for it, and I'm like, damn it, 
I fucking want to play this game, but <laughs> that would be totally insane if, like, by the end of the year, we're all like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really care about Microsoft and Sony, but Nintendo." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we'll all turn in the basil and understand what's happening. Speaking of basil, <laughs> I just want to take a second and shout out basil because he tweeted something that some some guy had done where he took the decisive battle theme from Evangelion, which is you know like this big drum heavy. Uh, music piece and matched it up with a song by uh, the greatest rapper of all time, Lil Jon. <laughs> and I don't know that it's better than the one that they did with the uh, It's a Piece of Cake to Make a Pretty Cake song, but mm. it's it's right up there. Wow. It's it's pretty tremendous as, as just an Evangelion fan and a fan of Lil John. Not really, but you know what I mean. Um, I couldn't tell you a single one of his, you know, a single one of his songs. A, a were fan other of than... Lil John memes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of what he brings to the table in terms of, yeah, what and okay. You're not in love with him. You're in love with the idea of him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I <laughs> I don't own a single Little John album. I couldn't tell you what any of his songs are, but by God, I do enjoy some of these uh, more bizarre remixes. Um, oh, God. I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else on Link Between Worlds, Dylan? Not really. I There's no reason to just keep going on and on about it. It's, yeah. Like, I, I think if you... If you aren't into, like, if you weren't into Link to the Past, if you don't remember that, eh, it's a Zelda game. It's different. Uh, but Link to the Past is the Zelda game. It is. That and the first one, I, I just, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, one, one thing that, I'm going back on some of the old show notes I had before I just kind of said, fuck it, we're just not going to deal with anything. And some of these uh, show notes I have are, like, so old that, unfortunately, the joke uh, is no longer even funny. Like, I, like, one of my notes is give Dylan endless amounts of shit regarding his defense of Duck Dynasty. Because Dylan was talking about, you know, how there's a lot of kayfabe going on, and maybe they're a little smarter than kind of how they're being marketed. You know, mm. yeah, this is a, dis- and this is a discussion I do not want to have. No, yeah, no, well, I still say, I still say that there's got to be a market for a gay porn parody featuring forbidden lust between two bearded guys wearing camo. I'm sure. I'm surprised that didn't exist before this. Who says it? If doesn't? it doesn't, it I does. Mean, now. Have you come up with the same title that that another friend came up with? Dick Fuck Dynasty. Dynasty? Oh no, they came up with Dick Dynasty. Yeah, I was about to say Dick Dynasty was the I, one. That either way, you know with. what? Now you got a title for a single. No, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here, but due to the weirdly. Uh, Dick I won't Dynasty say graphic, to fuck but the 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 weirdly desire, the weird desire to be graphic in his comments that Phil Robertson seemed to have had. I I think the the latter works works better. You know, I think fuck Dynasty. You need the, you need the anatomical reference. I, I think fuck Dynasty could also be a uh, a Game of Thrones, uh, you know, replacement <laughs> title. <laughs> Uh, I, I could see that. You know, if if we're just going to say that uh, Game of Thrones is mostly about the Lannisters, and fuck Dynasty is just it's it's very on the nose. Yes. Oh man. I, 
I, it's it's kind of disturbing when you when you like I need more TV than just Game of Thrones and Duck Dynasty. No, don't this this is too depressing. Here's the thing, I don't really watch you know a lot of TV. No, I, I, I know, but I I, 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 I mostly don't. I mostly watch live sports, and before I started watching Game of Thrones, you know, I was at a burn notice, so I was kind of, kind of hurting. Um, mostly, you know, just watching shit, you know, from my collection or online. Um, have um, speaking of watching shit, have any of you watched Steven Universe yet? No, not yet. Nope. Dang. Okay. I need somebody to watch that with me. Because um, I need someone with a much deeper knowledge of old anime. Because I I have avoided it for whatever... Well, well, I avoided it. I just hadn't made time to watch it. And this was like a couple weeks ago. I was like... I think I was getting ready for work or something. I was like, eh, it's on demand. I'm just going to put it on and, and see what's what. And I watched a few episodes. And I'm actually... I'm 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 a little impressed with it. Is it but, is it Steven with a V or a PH? With a V. Okay. And what network is showing it? Cartoon Network. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's um I I still don't know exactly what's going on with it because it's it's essentially um these three women who are called crystal gems and they have powers and then this little boy named steven who is also one of the crystal gems because his mom was a crystal gem so he inherited it and he's got kind of powers but he can't control them and the episodes are kind of weird but they're not like it's it's a level of weirdness sort of it's not like chowder adventure time levels of weirdness um it actually, I feel like we need a scale, like a ranking yeah. of weirdness. I don't like, know what me, this is. To me, the weirdness is in in proportion to Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Um, Which they're doing a new special of? Apparently, although I have yet to see, like, every commercial still says, coming in January. I've, I've yet to see them switch it to, say, what day that's going to happen. But I haven't seen any commercials, like... In the last few days, I got, uh, I, I got around to watching that trailer. It's neat that they brought you know like the original voice actors back and everything. I, the the new style is kind of yeah. bothersome for the, me, but yeah, the art style. You're, you're talking it, someone who's not like a big fan of CG stuff in general. Yeah, so. but even so, I, yeah, I, I, it's not it's not doing anything for me now. In practice, it may be fine. As as only, really the writing is kind of what made that show. It's the reason True. I owned that show, the complete series and the movie. I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I was, it's a good show. Yeah, I mean, it just it just it 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 was a good show. So I'm hoping that will still be there. So if that's all there, then you know, whatever. I again the the the, the right now the art style isn't doing anything for me. But when you see the whole thing up there, maybe as a whole, maybe it it'll. It'll be okay, but I don't we'll know. See. But no, um, the interesting thing about uh, the other interesting thing about Steven Universe is, if if my limited research has been correct, um, the creator of that is Rebecca Sugar, who was a writer and I think like storyboard artist maybe uh, for Adventure Time. Okay. 
In fact, she's the one, like, I, the first time I heard her name was someone was telling me, oh, we're probably not going to see any more or as much in the way of episodes that go into the really long-lived characters' pasts because Rebecca Sugar was leaving. And she was the one, she was the, the writer that either did all the work, most of the work, whatever. She was the one that wrote um, some of the episodes that really, like, dug into, like, Ice King's past. So some of those like really kind of like sad, deep, uh, deep episodes, those, those were her. So, and she left, I guess, to create this. And she, if I understand it correctly, is like the first female show creator that Cartoon Network has had. Um, that seems so guess, weird as long as they've been around that that hasn't happened. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt that way too, but, uh, you know, uh, Good honor. Yeah, television is is very ego driven. So I don't know. It it just seems like the people that have been in that that control, you know, the decision making in television don't want other people making decisions. So it, since it's always been mostly been men, I'm not saying that they've actively tried to keep women out, but you know, who knows? Right. Um. But yeah, the show is 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 pretty weird and pretty good. And if nothing else, uh, you need to see um, not for something that's funny, but something that's just like, oh man, um, see the episode called Frybo because they're one of the kids in it. Petey is talking about because he hates his job, which is dressing up as this the, as his family's fry shop mascot. And they're talking, he and Steven are talking about like having a job and Steven's like, what? I, I save the world and go on adventures. He's like, no real job. Um, and he talks about why you get a job because Steven is still like, he, he's, he's too much of an optimist. And he's like, I do it for, you know, the smiles on people's faces and to help people. And Petey's like, no, you get a job to earn cash. Or is it to you get a job to do something, uh, impress, make cash, or impress your dad? And in the end, you work your life for cash that can't buy back what the job takes. And just that uh, that that comment that you spend your life working for cash that can't buy back what the job takes. I was like, holy crap! That is, that is dark and yet and true. Pretty, pretty profound. Yeah. So. If 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 for no other reason than that moment, I I recommend people to start catching that show. I I haven't seen like really enough of it to say that it's going to be a great show, but I I've been I've been pretty pleased with what I've been seeing. Oh, so one one more thing before we kind of do any recommendations and close out the show. Um, Nico asked this question in general on Twitter, and it was such a good question. Um, that I wanted to ask you guys in case you didn't see it. But Nico asked, um, if you could uh, create your own Fellowship of the Ring out of any group of fictional characters, um, who would you have? Uh, the one caveat is that Frodo has to remain the ring bearer. And for those uh, to... For, for those who need remembering... Uh, need reminding... Um, the Fellowship was Gandalf, Aragorn, uh, Legolas, Gimli, 
uh, Frodo, Sam, Merry, Pippin, and Boromir. So outside of Frodo, you have eight spots to work with. Mm. Um, now they have to be fictional, fictional. or can they be? They, okay. they have to be fictional people. The problem is the the difficulty I have in this question is it requires me to like sift through all these different you know shows and stories and movies and things like that and try to pick out. Let's just I, be honest that you're gonna put Abed in one of the spots. Let's just go ahead. I, and I get actually that out of I, the I I have an answer, and I'll I I have an easy answer that I did not think out that actually has a a. Pretty, I, I can make a pretty decent justification for, but I will wait for real answers before I do that. Okay, so my fa- I, I'm going to give you guys a little time to think. Uh, my fellowship includes uh, Dritt Stewarden instead of Legolas because why <laughs> the fuck not? I, I mean, you you need a guy that's yeah. going to be able to uh, you know help with a fantasy setting, and he's by God, he's the one. Um, then. Um, I'm going to replace Gandalf with Obi Wan because I can. Uh, no, it works. You, you know what? It I'm gonna fits. no, no, fuck it. I'm going to replace Gandalf with Magneto. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, isn't that <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I still like Obi Wan. That's not really but tell a me it's Alec Guinness Obi Wan and not Ewan McGregor. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Either one's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I'm gonna have Magneto and Obi Wan just because. Um, so that's. That's three. Um, I'm going to have Liam Neeson's character from Taken. <laughs> and you know what, Dylan, since you asked, it is going to be Ewan McGregor, so they, there can be some weird interaction between young Obi-Wan and John Taken. Wow. Because <laughs> my, my okay. boy John Taken is so good at killing. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then I've got two more that I need to come up with before I just drop the last two on you guys and drop the microphone. Um, who else do I want? Um... It really doesn't fucking matter at this point because I'm just kind of doing whatever. Um, fuck it. Um, we'll do zero from Mega Man X because I just need a guy in there that's going to get it done no matter what. Um, who else do I want? Um, see, I'm, try- I'm trying to avoid anyone, anyone that's going to fuck things up at this point. <laughs> Um. Although Magneto will probably fuck things up. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Uh, you know what? Uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones for shits and giggles, comic Holy relief. Holy crap! And here's like here, here's the two that makes everyone else I've just named irrelevant. Goku and Optimus Prime, because one can simply transform and roll out into Mordor. Wow. I mean, he's got a fucking tractor trailer. He's got to fucking drive up in there. I love this idea. And plus, Goku and Optimus Prime are the respective Jesuses of their field. So is Zero, frankly. So I have a bunch of guys, if they die, they'll come back. Like Gandalf. Yeah, except, you know, now he's Magneto. <laughs> Wow. Because I wanted to fuck around with this. Okay, I've got I, I like list. the Hold on, I do like the idea that... Uh, but John, why didn't... It kind of answers the whole, why didn't they just fly into Mordor thing? It's, uh, you know, 
Why, why didn't they just drive Optimus Prime into Mordor? They did. End of story. <laughs> Done. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I mean, Frodo doesn't even have time to get attached to the ring. He's like, oh, this was easy. All right. This is all we had to do? Hey, let's go home and have third breakfast or whatever the fuck it is. I like your line. Thank you, thank you. Go ahead, Charlie. He said he had one. Okay, yeah. I, I thought about this long and hard for all the 30 seconds I had. And I am going... Obviously, Frodo. Okay, whatever. Then I'm going to have um, Darth Vader, obviously. Okay. sure. Uh, Apocalypse from the Marvel comics. <laughs> uh, Dark Side from the Superman comics. Thanos. Uh, I'm, I'm iffy on Megatron or Starscream. Uh, Cobra Commander. <laughs> Skeletor, and just rounding it out for some comic relief, uh, Death from uh, the Discworld series. Uh, I thought you were going to go with Death from Billy and Mandy, but that works. So oh, man, that would be good, too. Okay, <laughs> just, I'm going to say the Grim Reaper slash Death in general, uh, to, and I'll leave I'll leave the, the exact... Or, uh, or uh, wait a minute. The Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Or for, uh, uh, from Family Guy... Yes. The original one. Norm MacDonald, Norm not Macdonald, Adam Carolla. Uh, yes. and, and, and as you may have surmised, what I'm going for is I want to see seven, depending on the Grim Reaper, seven to eight guys yeah. who all really want the ring fighting it out. I, I like it. I want to see how that comes, how that plays out. Badly. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. From in there, I almost thought you were going to throw in, like, Dark Phoenix or something. But... Oh, man, that would have been a good one, too. I tried to, I was trying to hit several different, like, um, uh, properties there. I, I, I double-dipped on Marvel with uh, Apocalypse and Thanos, but... Yeah. But there, you know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. All right, who else? Um, okay, I have no idea. Let's see. All right. Let let's let's swap out Gandalf for Spock. All right. I like because, it. Well, old you know, Spock you like have from the, the new guy. movies. Cuz that would totally work. I I think the original. Okay. I think you got to go with Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Old Spock from the new movies. Oh. No, no, no. No, young like, young 60s like movie Spock. era Spock. Oh, movie or, era. Okay. Or or maybe, you know, next generation hiding on Romulus starting a revolution Spock. I like that. He has to be old and wise and that's older. Thing. Older. But not but not, not you know, right, right now Leonard Nimoy looks embalmed, so forget it. Um let's see. Uh swap out Aragorn with Malcolm Reynolds. Because yes. Well, yes. All right. And, and swap out Boromir for Jane Cobb. <laughs> that does not work. <laughs> I, I, I do want to throw out here that putting Aragorn, putting Malcolm Reynolds in as Aragorn is weird because Malcolm Reynolds is definitely like the father. He's the father of his respective group, whereas in the Fellowship, Gandalf is more like the father, you know, knighting no, father but, figure. But. Well, you know, hey, it's, you know. It all depends on how you're classifying them, because other other than, than that one classification, though, uh, Malcolm Reynolds does not make a good stand-in for Gandalf. Makes a much better stand-in for Aragorn. Yeah, yeah, um, obviously. But and let's see, he, he plays uh, a different role, and I don't know how he would. I don't know why. I'm overthinking this. Go yeah, ahead. Sure. You you really are. Um, <laughs> yes, Dylan, because this really matters. You're let me think as far as as far as uh, brawlers swap out Gimli for Ronan Dex. He's uh, bigger, taller, but just as mean. From what? Uh, 
Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Hmm. The the big he's now on Game of Thrones. Jason Momoa, who big is, hairy. Who is he on Game of Thrones? I don't remember. I've never actually watched it. Oh, okay. Big hairy guy. Well, that's, um, on Game anybody. of Thrones, that's everybody. Uh, let's see. Uh, gotta have the range, ranged archer type. Uh, I have no idea. Hmm. You know, I will say this is this is one of those where I had a. Uh, Valley of Riches, because for a minute there I thought about replacing Aragorn, who is also known as Strider, with Strider Hear You. That too. That too. Um, Comic Relief. Why not just swap out R2-D2 and 3PO for the, for the Hobbits? Unless you... <laughs> Wow, that's, 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 way, that's actually pretty... That's good. That's way better than Marion Pippin. Exactly. I, I, yeah, would, but I would like to R2... replace... R2 is not going to get as far. You do not travel through the woods with a, you know... He got around on indoor. If you can get around on indoor, you can make it Okay, fair enough. Hey, um, I can go anywhere I'm going to have around. Exactly. <laughs> the for- you know, the fires of Mount Doom, the forest of Endor, anywhere. Just take a big picture of me on Alderaan before it blows up in my, in my hover Uh, Jeez, I still can't find... I still can't think of a good elf-ish... Analog. Hmm. How about one of Sansa's elves? <laughs> Hell no. See, Spock would like almost me. work for the elf analog because Vulcans are kind of space. Elves. Well, yeah, they're space elves. They're they're space elves, and Romulans are drow. Okay, yeah. Call it, just uh, how about how about how about you could use you could use two different Spocks, one for Gandalf no. and a different Spock. How about Spock with a sniper rifle for Legolas? No. There, there, he's got range. Of hell, I'm thinking. I got nothing. Hmm. Well, Dylan, you want you want to come rescue Chad? I, I have a terrible answer. It is yes. a cheap answer, but I've built a logic around it that is so so deep. Is so, it GI Joe? Like, is no. GI Joe just gonna come in here? It's it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is gonna be for me. But how many people do I have to work with, by the way? Eight? eight. Was it? Yeah. Eight. eight, including Frodo, or eight? No, eight without eight Frodo. Plus Frodo. Um. Let's see. Okay, so you know the kind of the uh, one of the ideas behind the Fellowship is that, and I think Gandalf actually says this at some point. Is it's really weird that um, it's it's really unexpected that. Um, the hobbits and, and men who are kind of the least and youngest of the races are the ones, you know, that they save the world. Um, so they, they, they're all kind of assumed to suck. So um, the, uh, the first two episodes of uh, Community Season 5 oh, are all about how you are at Greendale because you are broke and you suck and, you know... There's really, you know, nothing you can do about it, but that's okay. All right. So, um, the seven members of the community plus uh, Frodo and uh, Sam because of the theory that he's the real hero. Done. Wow. Well, the, the, the logic works. You can connect those two ideas together. I, I think G.I. Joe would be another good one just because... Um... 
you know, in one of the intros, G.I. Joe is in a plane as it crashes and just runs out unscathed. <laughs> so, Mountain Doom's nothing. That is true. I forgot about that. I think I think you're right. There's there's some obvious death defiance there. So what you're saying is they're going to jump into the fires of Mount Doom, <laughs> just serene, run out, and then just like yeah, and the American flag's going to drop in behind them, and they're all going to go yo Joe, and that's going to be the end of it. And their blue lasers firing. Yep. Or did they have red? I don't remember. They had blue. They I had think. blue. Okay. The they shoot Saurons before they jump into the fires because they all yell yo Joe, yep. and then jump. I love this. Oh, it's so good. Um, anyway, uh, I think that about does it. But before we go, um, does anybody have any recommendations for this week? I've kind of already made mine by saying people need to, to ch- at least check out Steven Universe. Fair enough. And I guess since we talked about it too, the whenever that Powerpuff Girls special is on, people need to watch it. Agreed. Because even if even if the art's not great, we we have we have hope for the for the writing. Yes, Dylan. Um, man, like I said, I'm, I'm I need to go back and update my backlog for the recommendations since it's been a while. But I'm just gonna stick with uh, Community Season Five and uh, Link Between Worlds because those are great. Okay. Um, one thing that I'm going to uh, go ahead and toss out is. Uh, it started today, January 5th, the day that we're recording this, and it will continue through the 11th, which I believe is uh, this Saturday. So if you're listening to this in the week it releases, um, there is a speedrunners marathon called Awesome Games Done Quick, and they're raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, if you guys have have not watched anyone ever speedrunning game, uh, it can be pretty interesting. Some games more so than others, where they have weird exploits and do interesting stuff to the game that hmm. the game was never meant to have happen. <laughs> um, but it's it. I always have an appreciation for people playing a video game at a high level and doing things that maybe I hadn't thought of. Hmm. Watching video games does sound kind of lame in theory, but um, depending on the game, it can actually be kind of fun and you know might relight your passion to play a particular game and go back and try something. Um, but I would definitely recommend checking that out, watching it. Um, if you have the means to, uh, you know, maybe making a donation. But God knows after uh, Christmas it's tough on everybody, so good luck. But uh, does anyone else have anything? Nope. Alright, well, everybody, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we'll be back next week, and... Uh, Remember, uh, you know, I don't know, wash your hands or something. Oh, how about this? Yep. Uh, and and our our promise to you is, is as Chainsaw Buffet in 2014 is to be even more Evangelion than in, we were in 2013. That's no, for damn I do sure. Not want to be confusing. That that Wait, means something bad is you, happening. Do you think we're not confusing? Have it I think something bad is not happening? No, yeah. No, no. At what point did you convince yourself that everything was going according to plan and was perfectly laid out and transparent? I'm not saying, like, normal. there's normal confusing and then there's, like, intentionally mysterious and confusing. I'm I'm hoping that That is a bad sign. I'm hoping that 2014 is our most Evangelion year yet. Yep. All right, guys. We're out. See you next week.